Melanated Memoirs is brought to you by Anchor. If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast or anything like that, Anchor is the go-to. When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had so many questions about how to record an episode, which platforms would be best for me, how do I get my show into all apps that people like to listen to, and how would I make money from my podcast? The answer to all of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad, girl. So I like Anchor because it's very easy to use. You can use it on your desktop, your laptop, or even your phone or tablet. I mean, just give it a try. And it's absolutely free. What better way to get your podcast out there, girl? Okay. And inside the app, you can find the links to the various outlets and just distribute those out when you're posting to social media. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters that are already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's start the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Janique Taylor. This is the first installment of Melanated Memoirs. And as such a momentous occasion, I'm going to set up the stage for the following experiences that are to come after this one. You know, when someone is going off to college, it's supposed to be a joyous occasion. I'm going to share with you all what happened on my first day of moving on campus leading up to my academic career after high school. This is going to encourage, liberate, inspire, and it's going to shed some light on some things within the black family as well. Love you. Here we go. Picture it. South Carolina, August 2004. Guess I had to borrow a little bit from Sophia Petrillo. So this is the day that I moved out of my parents' house and got ready to move on to campus for my college career extravaganza, beginning my college career. Now, the day started off fine. I got up that morning, was very excited and keyed up. I had done most of my packing throughout the week and was ready to go, but I still had some last minute tidbits to do, make sure I had all of my paperwork and things like that. Now, growing up, I wasn't raised by my mom or my dad. My dad and my mom, my biological mother actually divorced when I was a baby. Um, However, before the divorce became final, my dad was able to get custody of me and I lived with my dad and his side of the family. But I primarily lived with my dad's sister and we'll call her auntie. So auntie and I were, um, we would bump heads occasionally because um, growing up, one of the male figures in the house passed away and she didn't really know how to handle 
raising someone young at that time by herself and you know things happen and even growing up as a child I was very feminine now this story takes place years before I transitioned from male to female that's right I am a trans woman of color and I'm black trans and proud okay so growing up there was always constant beating upside the head with the bible calling out of my names being called homophobic slurs being called idiot being called stupid spoiled because of the fact that everyone in the family because of the fact that I really didn't have my father and I didn't know my biological mother um, due to my dad having a drug addiction and my parents divorcing I was taken very well taken care of by my family granted we have our ups and downs that's still my family and I love them so throughout my um, career in school I had an uncle, and we'll call him Uncle Simon. Uncle Simon looked out for me, made sure I had, made sure I was in school, made sure I did extracurricular activities, and if and that's how I got into music through him and my grandmother. So, um, fast forward some years, I will never forget this day as long as I shall live. I was getting ready to, I had packed up my stuff and my aunt had two other kids um, her oldest son we'll call him JD and her her younger her younger daughter we'll call her Miss B so that day JD was with his family with his wife and kids um, it was the summer he was prepping them because they had just started back to school so he was taking care of his kids and he wasn't able to help me really pack however Miss B uh, said well you know what I'll help Ma take you to school and everything and that was the plan my aunt and her husband um, was gonna, were going to take me well her new husband um, were going to take me to campus and Help me pack and everything. We were getting ready to go, and Miss B was like, "Well, hey, can I have your boombox? Can I have your stereo system?" It was like a little five-disc changer with the two speakers that you had to put the wiring in the back, you know, very vintage-like. And I told her, "No, you can't have that." She said, "Oh, come on, that's gonna be too big for you to carry on campus." I'm like, "No." I was like, "I viewed the campus rooms, and I will have enough room. I know exactly where I'm gonna be staying. I got this because I'd already went to the campus for orientation, knew what I was getting myself into." So she kept on and on and on, and I ignored her for a time period. And she got on my nerves so bad. I said, "Look, you are not getting my boombox." I'm a music major. I'm going to need that to play my CDs. And Lord forbid, if I play for a church up there as a musician, I'm going to need to listen to whatever's going on. And she's like, well, you got your laptop and stuff for that. Now, mind you, this is 2004 before technology really got its boom. And I'm like, no, that's mine. Auntie gave me that. And that's a gift to me for Christmas. You're not going to get it. So she comes and she walks out of the room, comes back in the room and starts throwing punches at me, calling me homophobic slurs. And you can hear it in the house because the house is shaking. Literally, there's an antique. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Comes in the room. Auntie comes in the room and she starts throwing blows. Instead of breaking it up, she's jumping on me. Don't know the reason why at the time. So I was like, y'all just leave me alone like and just fighting back and it was a big war and it was like I could see a demonic force in their faces and I was literally in a fight for my life and I started crying so I got ready to grab my my uh, uncle by marriage comes in and breaks up the fight because right as it came in my sister was getting ready to hit me upside the head with an iron for no apparent reason and I was hurt. So I grabbed my cell phone and I called my uncle and my dad. I said, y'all need to get down here. I said, because these women done jumped on me. They done, they done started messing with me. And my aunt was like, don't call. Don't call Uncle Simon. Don't call Simon down here. Don't call your father down here. And I'm like, girl, don't try it. And I'm walking in the house to get my asthma medication because I'm about to have an asthma attack as a result. I was going in there to get some of my clothes and my aunt's like, don't you take nothing out of this house. I bought it. I said, look, Simon bought that and my dad bought that and I bought it. You didn't buy nothing. You just signed the paperwork so I could get up out of your house because you really ain't never cared for me. I was popping off. And so when I'm walking out the door to wait on my uncle Simon and my dad, I didn't feel safe at all. And mind you, the neighbors heard all of the commotion. So I'm trying to get my stuff to come outside, but my cousin, Miss B, was like agitating the whole thing, agitating the whole thing. And she has a history of doing this. Like, well, she had a history. When we were coming up, it was always something about if I got something new, or if I got something that she wanted or that she felt like I shouldn't have, it would mysteriously go missing. It would get destroyed. Some of my clothes got bleached or shrunk. This was for the whole pre-shrunk area or no shrink area. Or some of my toys would get demolished or her and her older brother would hide things from me. Even when it came down to money, the money would have to go through my aunt and I would never see that money and I just got tired of it it was a combination of things the verbal and mental emotional abuse the scars you know and I'm in a place of healing now so my uncle and my dad finally arrive my dad comes in the house he says look sis I'm gonna need you to let my son have his stuff so he can go to campus me and Simon will take him to campus. He said, matter of fact, you know what? I need to be there with him anyway. I at least owe him this much. And I was so glad that my uncle Simon and my dad came and got me because I didn't feel safe. And we managed to get some of my things, all of my things from my aunt's house. However, I was missing one key component. Well, two key components. That was my boom box, which my my cousin, rather, Miss B, ended up getting anyway and I'm going to, in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you what the real reason was. Now, and then I had a clock radio that played CDs and you could set it as the radio to be your alarm or set an alarm or set um, the CD song of your choice on the CD rather to play as your alarm. So what ends up happening, that goes missing. And my uncle Simon is upset because he bought me that clock radio and I was upset because I still didn't get that heifer still had my boom box. And for three months, my aunt, my cousins and I, we did not speak. We did not speak at all. 
until one day auntie decides to call me up out of the blue and I wasn't going to ask. I said, no, I'm going to answer. She was like, hey, how are you doing? I know we haven't been talking and all of that since that mess happened. But, you know, I'm still here for you. I said, I understand. And I said, and I forgive you. Mind you, to this day, that's been four. Well, actually, it's going to be 15 years this coming August. Never got an apology yet. And I stopped looking for one. It hurt. Yes. And she said, well, me and your uncle are going to come up and we're going to see you on weekend. I said, well, let me know. So I'll be on campus. So I won't be out and about. So afterwards, I called my uncle Simon and I said to myself, you will never guess who called me, your sister. He said, what does she want? I said, she was just calling to check up on me. And he started, he and he started asking me, was I okay? I'm, I was like, I'm cool. I'm good or whatever. I forgive her. I said, but the rest is up between her and God. I don't even care if she apologizes or not because I still had hatred in my heart. And I come to find out that one night now at this time, I had just turned 18 when I got ready to go to college. Um, and some things came out about me going to a gay club for the first time. And then because at that time I was um, experimenting with my sexuality and hanging around other people that identified as me. But I was in the closet like I was deep in the closet. And one night while I was on my phone talking to a my ex, my now ex-boyfriend, my aunt, I didn't know at the time was in the hallway listening in on my co whole conversation. And instead of confronting me like an adult she chose to pick a fight with me and granted i come from an uber religious family so it was hard being able to come into my own sexuality and i finally did come out um in my early 20s and it was crazy because she she didn't want to talk to me about it but instead she chose to according to my uncle beat my ass for being gay or beat the gay out of me which i felt was so stupid and meritless nonetheless also she calls my uncle and my dad and my grandmother and cusses them out because for a period I lived with my uncle um, from the time I was in middle school until I graduated from high school and I lived my uncle on and off um, for ages I was just at my aunt's house because you know she raised me and I was in limbo you know that whole loyalty thing that black families put on you and I, now that I think about it, I can see the demonic forces on their faces and it hurt me to the, it hurt me. And I'm, I'm healing from that. I'm still healing years later. But, and regardless of the fact that I haven't gotten an apology, she calls my uncle, my grandmother and certain ones in the family and blame my uncle, accusing him of molesting me as a child, which I can tell you never happened. My uncle Simon will fight somebody about this here child, okay? Not only that, my um, aunt accused the family of allowing me to be a homosexual. And even more recently, um, um, since last year, since I came out as transgender, she blames everyone else for me being trans in my gender identity and sexual orientation instead of coming to me and asking me why I feel that way. And she still tries to beat me upside the head with religion and the Bible. And I just look at her. It doesn't phase me anymore. And 
I had to stop shading her because for a while I she was shacking up basically that's a southern term for when you're living with someone and you're not married and I quickly threw that up in her face and I threw up how she disrespects her mom and different things like that I, I have a real catty mouth so she gets upset with me and you know I kind of put them at distance and it was a period of time even after that where she would call me only when she wanted something. And I think a lot of times it's out of guilt or to try to make herself look like, oh, it's all good. I support you. I got your back. But when push comes to shove and people in the family doesn't side with her, it's always a big mess, which is neither here nor there. But this really shed something for me, the homophobia and the unwillingness to educate oneself about gender and sexual orientation and the hold that religion has. And I learned that for so many years, I allowed that one person to control my life and to make me feel a certain way about myself. And now that um, in 2018, I'm older and wiser and I've moved out of South Carolina I'm blossoming into a beautiful person and I'm grateful for that experience and granted it made me angry because that was supposed to be a day of celebration but my cousin and my aunt turned it around and made it about them made it about how they were so quote unquote disappointed because I'm gay and there's nothing to be disappointed about. And five years later, I graduated with a bachelor's in music, successful recording artist, successful podcaster, successful YouTuber, working in the Lord's Church. And I'm an entrepreneur seeking my master's in business. What they thought was going to bring me down, even with the rigmarole with my financial aid, with her not wanting to do paperwork, I still got through college, managed to pay off my debts, managed to survive. And I am grateful for that experience because it was a test for me. Well, I was going to hold hatred in my heart or hold a grudge, which I did for a while, but I had to forgive them, not for them, but for me, because I did not want them to have the power over me. Did not want them to have the power over me anymore. And I'm, as I'm telling you this story, I'm just simply liberated. I'm liberated. And I thank God for liberating me because I'm not in that place of trauma anymore. I'm out and I'm over. And it's to a brighter future, to a brighter day, just for me. Because I'm living my life like it's golden. I'm living my best life. I'm not going back and forth with anybody. And I value that lesson. Melanated Memoirs. Melanated Memoirs wants to thank everyone that has listened to this first installment. I pray that you are liberated, encouraged, and inspired and even educated. If you love the story, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well as Stitcher. 
don't forget to share, share, share. If you would like to share your story, email us at melanatedmemoirspod at gmail.com for more information. We would love for you to share your story so that you can inspire, liberate, and help someone else. Again, thank you. Live, love, and be free. 